Hey, you guys, this is Rob Paulson. We be geeks. How about you? Do you be geeks? We be geeks. Have I said the name enough? We be geeks. Anyway, you are listening to We Be Geeks along with Pinky. Nuts. And Yakko. Hello, We Be Geeks. And Raphael. Geeks. How's that? Kawabee Geeks. And also Donatello. It sounds remarkably like Raphael, but just pretend it's Donatello. And and he watches We Be Geeks, too. We all watch it in the turtle air. And also Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. I'm a geek, and that's about all I got going for me, except that I listen to We Be Geeks just like you. Thanks a lot for listening. Have fun. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Stream Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, it's Derek, and tonight we have Jules instead of Brett, and she's over there playing with her hair. If you, <laughs> since you guys can't see her at home, um, and joining us from, I guess one of our favorite subscription box or boxes, because I know Jules, you guys get board game bento. I've gotten a couple. I've gotten a couple comic bento, and and we pitched the comic bento on the site. We have Jeff Moss from Blind Ferret. Is the parent yes, company? Sir. Yes, sir. So, that's- how's everyone doing? And welcome, Jeff. I'm sweaty. That's that's the best <laughs> I could do tonight. I know. I'm sweaty. Feel. <laughs> it's about uh, about 49 degrees in the Celsius here where I am. So, ah, I'm just laying low. Fans <laughs> on, ice everywhere. Which, being <laughs> in Canada, isn't hard to come by. <laughs> So, how long has Comic Bento, Board Game Bento, been around? Uh, well, Comic Bento um, just celebrated two years in July, actually. And Board Game Bento is coming up on about a year now. No, uh, Yeah, in December it'll be about a year. It'll be a year for them in December. So, so we're still uh, relatively new, but we've seen some pretty, uh, pretty cool things in the last couple of years, I'll tell you that. Uh, some surprising stuff, some not so surprising stuff, and uh, we've got to talk to a lot of people about comics and board games conversely, so uh, that's been a lot of fun, too. Awesome. Have you thought of combining the um, board game bento with, like, a comic bento? Yeah, <laughs> a crossover bento, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate bento. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're big fans of... Um, uh, uh, doing one thing and doing it well. So, in this case, in the case of the bentos, we kind of want to stick them to their their individual um, uh, niches, I guess you could say, and just try to do the best we can in those niches. And you know, maybe one day there'll be a a month or something where we do some crossover, or put a game in a comic bento box or a comic in a board game bento box or something like that. But uh, for now, we're just kind of focusing on uh, uh, attacking those two audiences and, and giving people some of the, the cool stuff that we know we've got uh, in the back of our heads. Cool. Now, I know we, we've joked um, off and on here saying we would love to help with a theme for a bento. And I think mm-hmm. on the on the um, right. one, on the one uh, Facebook Live, I, I kept plugging it. Can, yeah. can we make that announcement, or, or do you want us to keep it quiet still? 
But well, we're going to be doing something together uh, in September for the, uh, the the bento coming up. Currently, our our bento theme is uh, Animal Planets, and uh, so it's it's. Uh, books and characters dealing with with animals, uh, both earthbound, inter- extraterrestrial, and and beyond kind of thing. Um, so our next theme will be announced next week after the deadline for Animal Planets passes, which is on the fifteenth. Okay. And uh, once we've done that, we can definitely get into some of the stuff that uh, that we're going to be doing together for sure. Awesome! So we be geeks, comic bento. We have something a little cooked up. Just gonna yeah, have to but, wait but another you, week you or two. Pitch a, you want to pitch a theme to me? Like, let's hear it. Um, I, I don't know I'll how we would pitch right now. <laughs> theme, uh, sci-fi junkies. Did it? Uh, <laughs> unless, unless you mean literal sci-fi junkies, like it's all about drugs in space. <laughs> did, that would be more challenging, I think. Did, <laughs> these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> but it is the black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming up with the themes is uh it, it, probably challenging, yeah. Part deal. Um so we uh, we would love to to be able to just kind of come up with themes and, and and mess with stuff, but the way that the comics work, you know, ev- the entire industry is run on a pre-order, right? So, we're uh we're into themes like well working with publishers to get books for well into 2017 at this point. So, it's uh, it's kind of cool, and we're exploring some other options that will allow folks like yourselves to contribute and and make each uh, each bento not only unique to itself but unique within the bento universe, which is kind of awesome. cool. Uh, so so See? so yeah, it's it's getting bigger and bigger, and we want to bring in as many people as possible. Uh, creators, you know, we've had uh, boxes that have been curated by like Gail Simone. We've had uh, people reaching out to us to get their books specifically into uh, into bentos okay. and stuff like that and being like here's the guy you talked to my publisher because I really want to get book X into this type thing you know and and stuff like that and it's been uh, really cool really well received by the industry uh, as well as by fans so there's a lot of a lot of good support um, at the uh, the publisher level at the creator level and uh, at the fan level so we got awesome. uh, nowhere to go but uh, left and right and up and down so we'll get awesome. callers better so <clears throat> I've always wondered then so what 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 is the process of creating a box each month like how do you how do you go about doing that uh, well first thing I do is is like I say we come up with a theme and we try to work as far ahead as possible. Um, so we, we usually come up with themes in, um, in batches of, of three or four months at a time. And then based on those themes, uh, I'll start approaching publishers and saying, hey, in, in this month we're going to do this theme, and I know you guys have a book that is X, Y, or Z that I read that was amazing, so I'd really love to include it. Can we make that happen? And then we start kind of going back and forth. And sometimes they're like, absolutely, take that book, go for it. Other times they're like, "Ah, we can't give you that one, but we can give you this one, and it ends up being a way better book. Um, And other times, too, they're like, well, we can't give you that one, and we don't have this one, but in two months on the shelves, we're going to have this one. So... Uh, that happened to us with our most recent, uh, most recently in July with uh, Valiant, where they oh. had uh, the trade for Faith, which was yeah. one of their huge blow-up titles this year. Got tons of great uh, fan and critical review kind of thing, and they actually let us put the Faith trade paperback into a comic bento box before it was on the shelves. 
That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. mentioned that. I mentioned that in my unboxing video that I should have opened it a little sooner. It, it's just <laughs> with where I work, it, it's been so crazy. I I got the box. I'm like, I need to do this. I need to do that, and I just fell behind. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> but I I love I love that Valiant um, Bento. Uh, I, I I love I like Valiant a lot. Um, being an XO yeah, Manowar, uh, you know, yeah, uh, they've done tons of uh, tons of really cool stuff that hasn't quite found the, the mainstream acceptance yet, and it's, so it's cool to get a lot of that stuff into people's hands because it's one of the key sort of tenets of Comic Bento to get books that you may not have otherwise picked up in the store. Into yeah. uh, people's hands. So. And, and yeah. I I will say that with Quantum and Woody and Archer and Armstrong, I, I love those two teams. <laughs> Great books. Yeah, <laughs> they're on my list. <laughs> and I'm also a huge EXO Man of War fan. Harbinger stuff is terrific. Yeah, yeah. I, I was glad to see that in in the bento. I'm like, okay, now I need to start reading. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's about the time. I know the feeling. I've got a stack of comics sitting on my desk at all times. That's between uh, six inches and two feet high. And <laughs> whenever I get five minutes, I read one and then go to the next one and the next one, the next one, the next one, and so on and so forth. So now, with the boxes that have come out, what's been one of the more challenging that y'all have come like right to the deadline of? I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, well, early on, there were a couple that, that kind of came close to the wire because, uh, you know, certain people thought they had stock for something that it turns out they were 500 units short or that, that it wasn't there and then it was trying to find a replacement and so on and so forth and, and making sure that, uh, uh, you know, everyone gets the same because we want everyone to get the same box. We want everyone to get the same value. We want everyone to get the same titles and books and things like that wherever possible because that creates you know a lot more of a community around the box itself. Everyone can talk about what they got. It's not like, well, you got this and I got that. We like to mix it up every now and again. Like um, uh, A great example of both that and the answer to your question would be December's box from last year, which – included um, a Marvel Masterworks book in it. So some people, they, they weren't all the same. Some people got a Thor, some people got a, an Avengers, some people got a, a Captain America, that kind of thing. But they were all the same value and they were all the same cool factor. And then sort of to answer your question, something that we weren't sure if we were going to be able to make happen, but fortunately we were able to at the end, was in that box was a hardcover called The Fifth Beetle. Um, oh, that yeah, was, uh, from Dark Horse. Uh, it, yeah, Dark Horse, beautiful book, unbelievable. We were so lucky to get it. And they, um, the, the book itself, when we got it, <laughs> we took it into the warehouse and put it into a comic bento box, and it was about half an inch too big to fit <laughs> into the box. And we kind of went, oh, no. oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually decided that the book was worth it enough that we specially commissioned boxes for that month. We went and bought bigger boxes and, and changed up how we do wow. um, everything for that month. And it was it was like there were a couple of weekends that all of us spent in the warehouse packing boxes to make sure those got out on time because it had the extra caveat of being the Christmas shipping box, which we wanted to get out the door as early as possible so that it didn't get slowed down uh, over the holidays. So it was uh, that one was a little stressful, but in the end, it worked out great. And it's actually one of the boxes I'm most proud of. So. Now, oh, you, you said Comic Bento has been around about two years now. 
Um, have y'all gotten to the point of almost thinking of doing a, like a bonus box? It's like a, a garage sale box that be a mishmash <laughs> of whatever's left over from boxes before. Well, we do have uh, available in the store actually a mystery bento. Um, whenever we have extras of a box, we always put it up in our, our comic bento store. Okay. Um, so people can buy them. They buy them for $25 plus shipping and handling, so they're a little more expensive. It's better to subscribe, as always. Um, but you're still getting a good deal on it. And one of the options that we have on that site is the Mystery Bento, which is just five books from previous bentos. You don't know what you're getting. There's no theme. Um, it's just literally up to the discretion of the, the picker at the time, the shipper, or whomever, uh, and away they go. Um, something we, we played with a little bit early on and are bringing back for this month, actually, is uh, something that we call the Mega Bento, which is um, it's nothing you can buy, but one subscriber is selected to receive the Mega Bento in addition to their regular Bento. So it's an extra like five or six books specifically picked around the theme and uh, curated in that. So you're getting like $200 worth of uh, 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 books and, and uh, stuff like that. Um, so anyone could get that, which is kind of cool. Um, and that has a bit more of um, it has it has less less restriction in terms of of weight and size. So there's right. some crazy stuff in there, which is fun. Um, and and we're planning to do more stuff like that. Um, and actually, on the board game bento side, we are going to be uh, doing something similar too. There's actually going to be an announcement tomorrow, so Ooh. you guys are getting a little bit of an early scoop, I guess. But we'll be. Uh, instituting um, a board game bento, Mega Bento. The guys at Cryptozoic have given us some amazing games. Uh, so one person is going to get like eight games uh, oh, wow. uh, along with their, their regular swath. So it's going to be going to be very cool. We'll be making that announcement tomorrow. So well, at, game bento at, stuff the, and- at the time that you, the listener, are hearing this, because this at least Thursday after 11.38 p.m., <laughs> Uh, as the show has dropped, the announcement has already been made that there's oh, going right. to the, be this mega bento on the board game side. Yeah, so, so. It, it, it's fun. We've just put, we spent today filming a little video for it and everything like that. So, uh, keep an eye on that. We're, we're on the Twitters and the Instagrams and all over the place. We're, we're easy to find. Okay. Now, with all of the various people who, who get the different boxes, do you guys see the various unboxing videos? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We if because we uh, first of all we encourage anyone that does uh, a comic bento unboxing or uh, an Instagram post or something to tag it with comic bento or board game bento or whatever, so that we can find it because we are constantly searching uh, YouTube and Instagram and everywhere to find the unboxing videos and the reaction videos and stuff like that. So we see them all. We see them all and. Uh, yeah, I heard we, that We Big Geeks one was awful. Was that? <laughs> no, no. We've seen, believe me, we've seen the whole <laughs> breadth of amazing to uh, what just happened. And uh, it, it's great because you get uh, an honest reaction from people. You you know, there's no, there's no one there telling them that it's good or to say that it's good or bad or anything like that. You get an honest reaction, and it's a good way to uh, sort of gauge how well the box has been received because – you know, I'll be honest, sometimes I think boxes are going to be amazing, and then it turns out that 
you know, a few people are really, really didn't like them, or they tell me I'm stupid, or send me all kinds of nasty messages and emails, and you start uh, to feel like maybe I don't know what I'm doing here. But then you go online and you see three or four unboxing videos of people genuinely excited about the books they get and and you know the presentation of it all, and you're like, all right, okay, everything's fine. Yeah, I hopefully it came across in, in the video I did that I, I thoroughly enjoyed the the Valiant Spotlight. I, yeah, I, I was I was. Really excited. Uh, I heard about Faith. I was glad to, to get that. And We've delve done a couple the- of, of publisher spotlights like that in the past. And, you know, gauging reaction to them and, and this kind of thing. We, we will be doing stuff like that in the future, but we'll be doing it slightly differently. Um, okay. So, you know, I feel like there's always room to... Uh, don't change and just because something worked one time doesn't mean you shouldn't work to improve it the next time. So, you know, I don't think that uh, the reaction to the Valiant uh, Bento was, was bad in way, shape, or form. I heard a lot of great positive reviews of it. I heard a lot of uh, interesting things. I think a few people were surprised by it because it was either their first month or they were uh, newly into bent- Comic Bento, so they were expecting a little bit more variety in terms of publisher. But I think if you read those books, there's a pretty good variety in terms of story. Yeah. And there's yeah. a great variety in terms of characters, too. So just because they all were Valiant books doesn't mean you weren't getting a good swath of uh, um, characters and stories. And plus, you know, when someone's doing something really cool, we want to, to highlight them as much as we'd like to have ourselves highlighted, right? right. So, you know, to work well, with Valiant and give them sort of the shout-out via that box was was a real pleasure. And that um, I don't remember the name of it right offhand, but the the crossover event book that was in there, the Harvey uh, Wars. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yeah. it. Yeah, because there was also the the one uh, with the Exo Man of War as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have the yep. books right in front of me. Uh, I've already put them on the shelf <laughs> so I could get them in reading order. Um, but no, I mean. Uh, just to see you know the harbinger wars and knowing that that was valiant's equivalent to the secret wars or um or crisis i mean other companies do it as well and it was good to see their take yeah. and there's a great book for that yeah um, and their universe is, is is really vast and and dynamic and it's it's cool to explore you know that universe on a an epic level the same as you would a marvel or dc now, um, besides the the fifth Beetle book, has has there been one book that you you guys are like, wow, totally did not expect to get? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, and I'm not trying to, to <laughs> I'm not trying to kiss any ass or anything like that. But Marvel continuously blows my mind with some of the stuff that they offer up to us. Um, you know, we had a, a book, uh, a Bento rewriting history a few months ago and I went to Marvel and I said, I think, I, you know, this is the theme and I'd really like to, uh, uh, put this book in it. And they said, that's a good book. How about we do days of future past instead? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah, let's do that. You know, like. <laughs> I'm not going to put that in a box. Come on. That's a classic and it's perfect yes. for the theme. And it's, you know, it's something that the movie, the apocalypse movie was just coming out. So it had a bit of a, uh, a kick factor with that and, and, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes the fifth Beatle is a great example as well. Um, we've had some, um, uh, there was, there was a book from, uh, Shudder from Image. 
which is a terrific book, was in one of our boxes early last year, I believe. And again, that was I went to them saying, what about this book? And they said, it's good, but we can give you this. And I went, oh, yes, please, absolutely. You know, and and stuff like that continues to, to happen. We've got one coming up in September from Oni that I, I honestly cannot believe they let us put into a box. Like, okay. I'm so excited for people to see it. Well, nice. I, I think I can speak for all three of us. Um, Bruce Zick has a book that he that he has brought back with Dark Horse called The Zone Continuum. Okay. An amazing book that I think would be awesome for for comic bento subscribers. All right, the zone, um, continu- the zone continuum. That's a cool That's a title. Yeah. <laughs> That's you, you know, Joel, you've read the the original set. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's really good. And, and his background, uh, he's a storyboard artist and animator. Uh, has done work with Disney and a couple other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, wrote his own continuum. Um, see, I'm not sure if the book's out yet. Uh, it's possible. What's kind of cool is, is since we've been working with most of the major publishers for as long as we have now, uh, in the beginning, it was me going to them and kind of saying, I read this book. Can we use it? And now I can go to them and be like, there's a lot of buzz around Zone Continuum. Can you guys shoot me a PDF so I can take a look at it and see if we can use it in Comic Bento? And they're like, absolutely. So, you know, fan suggestion and, and subscriber suggestion and, and sort of what's buzzing and stuff like that plays a huge part in, in trying to get stuff in, in Comic Bentos. What was your most popular box, do you think? <sighs> most popular... In terms of, of of sales or or buzz, I mean, we've had a couple. Like in February of 2015, we did a box called the Feminine Mystique. That oh. was all you know, female-led, driven care. That was the box that Shutter was in. There was also like a Buffy book in there, and we had uh, uh, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, the first volume of that in that book, in that box, uh, as well as a couple others, and that got a lot of attention. The uh, classics book that we box that we did with the Fifth Beetle was another one that got a lot of uh, a lot of attention, um, and I'm hoping actually that uh, the uh, the They Robots box that's just gone out, the August box, will also garner that kind of attention because I'm really proud of that one. It's got a really great selection of books in it. Um, we do. It's it's hard to say because we have sort of our our set number and it's a capped number every month of of subscriptions, so. You know, we control the growth of, of our subscriber base so as not to get too far ahead of ourselves. And, you know, there's a couple of sort of boxes that we're friends with, I guess you could say, <laughs> that we, you know, we sort of started at the same time and kind of do the, hey, does this happen to you? It happens to me too. Okay, goodness, that's normal. Okay, whatever. Because no one really knows how to, what the subscription box industry model is supposed to be or how it's all supposed to work, right? So in yeah. being able to say to them, like, hey, did you notice a big dip here? You did too? Okay, awesome. Or, or did you see something skyrocket here? You did too? Great. Okay, so that's just a flow and stuff like like that and um you know working with with them has been been fun too and i'm sorry i completely lost myself in my train of thought oh no 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 <laughs> um but but yeah in terms of gauging the popularity like with it being a capped system every month we can sort of say okay yeah well things have been steadily growing pretty much since we started there were some some big leaps 
here and there, um, but we've been able to consistently add and build upon everything and get bigger and bigger. And it's been very organic and, and really nice that way in that it wasn't like we just put out a box and it, it blew up. And then after that, we're trying to keep hitting that, that height, you know, it's, yeah. it's a nice build. It's an organic build. And the bigger we get, the bigger books we can get, the more, uh, uh, you know, popular creators and stuff we can get, the more fun stuff that we can do. Um, you know, inserting things like like sign books into to boxes randomly, and uh, this month we're starting to add art prints and stuff like that. So everything that we can do to sort of increase the subscriber value of the box, um, even if it's just little by little, uh, we want to do that. So uh, in answer to your question, what's our most popular box? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's a dream book that you want to put into a, a bento? Oh. Just one, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. So um, it, it would, the theme would pretty much just be like Moss's dream <laughs> for the months, and it'd be like Dark Knight Returns and uh, Preacher or Transmetropolitan would be in there. Uh, probably like uh, uh, Whedon and Cassidy's Astonishing X Men oh, in there. Yeah. That stuff's amazing. Uh, even the first two volumes of The Ultimates by Miller and Hitch would go in there. That kind of thing. Um, See, I'm not. I'm not a big X Men fan, but Astonishing X Men, I I enjoyed. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that I'm was a, a huge, huge X Men fan. So, <laughs> so you get it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I definitely do. Yeah, there's a oh, there's a book that I'm reading now that is unbelievable. Uh, called Birthright from Image. If you're not on this oh. book, I I honestly can't big this book up enough. <laughs> I love it. It's Birthright. so much That's fun. Like, yeah, I've been reading that one since issue one. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's just unbelievable. Uh, so I would love to put that in a box. Uh, there was also one it really flew under the radar called Copperhead from Image. That was like this crazy oh, yep. space western. Yeah, that uh, was a good one. Yeah, loved that book. Would love to put it in a box. So, yeah, I fall in love with new series and stuff all the time. <laughs> and uh, I, like, and that's a cool thing. Like, I still have, you know, I'm still reading comics. I still have a regular pull list and stuff like that. So, you know, every time I'm reading a new issue, I'm like, this would be great in here. And you know, and it inspires ideas for different themes. And you know, I wonder if I could get maybe not this person the title that this person maybe did before this or whatever. Now that it's it's a little older into this or something like that. And uh, so it's. It, the wheels are always turning, uh, and much like the comics industry, there's always something new coming out that I'm like, oh, that'd be great. So the dream book always changes. <laughs> yeah. Are there any themes that you like came up with, but then you just couldn't like find books that would go with it? Um, not really. There were a couple of themes that we'd thrown out there and then kind of decided that maybe they weren't the best idea. When we first started, we were using themes that were extremely broad um, and not really that entertaining, per se. Like, we would do a horror box or a sci-fi box or a mystery box, you know? And it was kind of like, that's interesting, but we can have a lot of fun with it. Exactly. So we started kind of playing around with the language of it all and realizing that really... 
you know, comics are a diverse enough medium uh, in terms of their stories and their their presentation and everything like that, that you can make a lot of books fit into a lot of different categories. You know, like you take something like Star Wars, for example. You could fit that into a movie theme box. You could fit it into a space theme box. You could fit it into a fantasy theme box. You could fit it into... Uh, a box about space pirates or something if you wanted to, or <laughs> if you decided to do a theme about, you know, empires while well, there's Star Wars right there, you know, something like that. And, and it's sort of learning to sort of identify the aspects of a book that make it work within one or two different themes and then saying, okay, here's where we can kind of move these pieces around and make a really good box. And sometimes it it's, comes down to the other books in the box too. Where it's like we'll have three or four of them lined up and then get a line on a fourth or fifth and say, that would be really great in next month's box. But this month it's just too similar to this other book that's over here. Or it's just yeah. – it's too out there or something like that. So there's a bit of give and take, but I don't think we've ever straight up been like, nah, we don't want to do that one. <laughs> you know, There's a couple that we moved around a little bit because – I know there was one situation where uh, a publisher had a book coming out like three months later that really would have been awesome for that month's theme. And we were like, all right, well, that book is good enough. We will actually move that theme later into the year and switch it up so that we can get that book in. Um, so it, it's, you know, the themes are always sort of subject to change as we're going through. But once we're set on them, we, we like to have fun with them. And they're rarely literal. You know, like if we make our theme, for example, like Animal Planets is the current theme. It doesn't mean that every book is going to have an animal in it or that, you know, every title is going to be about an animal or whatever. There's, gonna, there's, there's some interpretation. There's some give and take. And that's what the, uh, the little insert card that I spend weeks upon weeks writing every month uh, that people usually just throw away. <laughs> um, oh, I love sorry. those cards. The, awesome. Those make it like, actually it's funny. We got, we did get, I can't remember if it was last month. And I think it was last month. We got the board game Bento and mm-hmm. I like ripped everything out and I was looking for the card. Cause I like to read and see <laughs> what, um, what I'm getting. Cause mm-hmm. like, I wasn't familiar with actually the games that are in there. It was the one with um, Spyfall and yep. Salem which Spyfall is like my favorite game now. Like I <laughs> awesome. love that game. I just wish we had we have like four players, so I think it'd be better with like six players maybe. Fantastic. But um <laughs> yeah, that game is so fun. And the other one that was in there, ah, oh, I can't remember, but it was the one that came with the expansions. Um, um we played it Sentinel Tactics? No, it was oh, the week month before. Yeah, I, I I had an interesting name, but it's the one where you um you have to like make someone die this certain way. Okay. Right? Okay. So, anyways, we played with my daughter. Me and my daughter loved it. And my husband's like, eh, I don't know. And I'm like, it's so fun. You get to create a story. And if it doesn't work, then you're screwed. And <laughs> well, so. speaking of board game bento, uh, yeah, I put out before show the question uh, that we're recording with you tonight, Jeff. Uh, of course, Jeff's from Comic Bento and um, Board Game Bento. Uh, what questions would you like us to ask? Well, the folks over at History of Bad Ideas podcast, they ask, <laughs> favorite board game? My favorite board game? Oh, geez. Um, that's hard because, you know, uh, we end up playing so many of them uh, in the, the sort of testing phase. Like, um, I curate the comic bento box. Um, and then sort of run the day-to-day operations. And um, a guy by the name of Ryan Costello curates the uh, board game bento box because he is like 
he's like I am with comics when it comes to board games. He can tell you, you know, the guy that came up with the idea to first put the rook in chess. Like, <laughs> he, just, he knows everything and he's played every game and that kind of thing. So people are constantly sending him games and we're trying them out and stuff like that. My favorite board game of all time um, – Anything but Settlers of Catan, I have to be <laughs> honest there. Mainly because I always lose horribly at that game. Me too. I have a love-hate relationship with that game. I love that game, but I cannot get my strategy down no matter what I do. Even if I get all the right resources, even if I yeah. don't roll a seven, even if it doesn't matter. Oh, I know how you feel. Yeah, because I, I honestly don't really have a favorite board game. Like, not, There's nothing that comes to mind that I'm like, I play this every week because there's so many cool games out there. Like we just came from Gen Con uh, last oh, week, and nice. there were so many amazing games that we saw and played, and, and things that I didn't get a chance to play. That it's hard to be like, well, I go and play over this one every week because we have just stacks of games everywhere. That I'm like, I have to play that this week, and I want to try this, and I want to do that. So I, I can't really say that I have a favorite board game, unless you count, you know, like Monopoly, which <laughs> I play every summer at my parents' house and often against a computer on my iPad because I'm that lonely. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, good friends of the show were at Gen Con. Um, the folks from the Spoils, mm-hmm. the Spoils card game. Uh huh. So, um, sure, to be honest, I spent the entire weekend in our booth. We were um, <laughs> running demos. We have uh, Blind Ferret, our, our parent company, is also responsible for two of the biggest web comics uh, of all time: uh, Least I Could Do and Looking for Group. So we have um, a card game based on Looking for Group. Uh, that we were demoing because uh, we just did the second expansion for it. And we have um, a new game for looking for group called Orphans and Ashes. Um, that's a two-player versus board game. Demoing that all weekend and uh, had you know, talking to fans and, and doing stuff and things like that. And I barely left. We had a, a board game bento section of the booth and it was... You know this kind of thing. So we were running. We had a Gen Con exclusive box that we were selling and stuff like that. So it was. I barely got to see any of the convention floor at Gen Con, but uh, every now and again, Costello, the, the curator of board game Bento, would just come by and sort of put in our storage area like a stack of games, like four <laughs> feet high, and be like, "These are the ones we have to play tonight." And I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> <laughs> There's only eight hours. <laughs> got to back here tomorrow too, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, I may not have found my favorite board game yet. Is I guess the best answer. Okay. Now, board game bento. Is it just board games, or is it any tabletop game? Um, yeah, it's, it's board games, tabletop games, that kind of thing. Um, you get uh, two to three games in each box. Um, it's an eighty dollars MSRP at least. Um, for the the whole box, uh, you get two to three games plus any expansions that we can get a hold on, our hands on. You know whatever the publishers of the games want to sort of work with us on. Um, and then in every board game bento box, we also create a um, exclusive accessory to go uh-huh. with it. Um, I think last month's was uh, a, a chalkboard that came with it, so you could keep score. Uh, uh-huh. Before that, like. Uh, notepads and pencils so you could take notes. We put in special tokens and uh, characters and stuff like that now, so that people, so that there's a bit of an exclusivity to it, which is kind of fun. So, so you would, you would cover stuff like, um, 
adding in deck building games like Magic or or Spoils or or something like that. Probably or, not something that vast. Okay. But we have put in like like deck building card games or whatever. We'll put in uh, maybe like a core game and an expansion for it or something like that. Okay. Um, the the idea is to put in games that you can use, you know, on your Friday night game night or something like that. Not necessarily getting you into massive RPGs or or, or giant like deck building universes or anything like that. But it, it, it's stuff like you know Burger Boss and Food Fighters and, and stuff right. like that. That's fun to sit down and play with like two to six players and and away you go that kind of stuff. So it's um, uh, sort of encouraging the socialized aspect of it all, where it's like invite people over, get a board game bento, have fun. Okay. Yeah, I was really impressed with my board game bento. Um, and I like the box on the outside because it has like it had like some Monopoly art, some Catan art, and I just mm-hmm. like ripped it open so I didn't really pay attention at first. And my husband's <laughs> like, "Oh, look at the box!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah!" And the box was heavy. Like before <laughs> I opened it, I was like, "This is like Christmas," because like I don't know. I've I've got we've gotten other subscription boxes. We've gotten Loot Crate, you know, and all those other ones, and they're they're definitely not that heavy. And I was like, "Wow!" Like I was just really impressed with you know not only the box and what was in it, but just holding it. It was like twenty pounds of, of gaming. So <laughs> wow. I, I don't know. It's just it's you know if you were like really into gaming right now, so it was it was really. really cool. I think people more and more are getting back into gaming. You know, like video games. Games and stuff like that are always going to have their place, but video gaming, for the most part, uh, with the exception, of course, Pokemon Go, um, is, <laughs> is a largely kind of solitary thing that you do. And yeah, you may do it online and play against a guy in Sweden when you're doing Rocket League and stuff like that, but for the most part, it's a largely kind of solitary thing you do. Yeah. Uh, whereas with a board game, you got friends, you, you need at least two or three people to play them. Um, and I think people are, are turning back to that a lot because they, they want to get together with people and really just kind of they, – they know they can go and play video games anytime. But, you know, board game night is an event. It's a thing that people do mm-hmm. and, and get together with. And I think that's really becoming um, important as we spend more and more time. You know, no one, no one goes to the movies anymore. They watch it all on Netflix or, you know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Like, so. like yeah, my wife and I like to have a game night. Like once a month with our friends, we get together, we have a, a pizza, everybody brings something, and we just have fun playing games with each, board games with each other. Exactly. And it's it's mm-hmm. a fun, you know, interesting way to spend an evening that isn't, you know, rooted in any – it doesn't really cost you anything. It doesn't really take too much time, especially now as we're all getting older too. I can admit it. You know, kids are involved, stuff like that. You can't be out all night at the bar. But you can be over at your buddy's house in the basement playing, you know, a fun game for a few hours and then head home kind of thing. So Now, with Comic Minto, y'all just started up uh, recently the referral program where you can earn $5 for a referral. Am I yeah. correct on this? We had sort of a standard, like, affiliate program for a while, um, but we found that that wasn't really – wasn't really encouraging what we'd hoped it would encourage, which was uh, people kind of signing up and, and sort of sharing and, and, you know, we figured if we throw some money at them, they'll, they'll want to do it more. Um, so it, oh, wait, wait, believe me, I tried here and, <laughs> and these guys will tell you, I was plugging it left and right week after week after week. 
<laughs> it's super appreciated, uh, believe me. Um, but what we found was a better system, a better way to do it, uh, which is a system called Friend Buy. And uh, if you're subscribed to Comic Bento, it's easy. There's just a tab in your account that says Earn Credit, um, and you just click on that, and essentially you fill out a form, and you can you know upload your contacts or your Facebook list or something like that, and you can just tell people about Comic Bento and recommend it to them. And then for every person that signs up based off of that, they get, uh, I think it's 15% off of their first month, and you get 5 bucks off of your next renewal. So if you're on a monthly plan, which is 20 bucks a month plus shipping and handling, we're set at 25 bucks a month, and you get 5 friends to sign up, you get a free month. You know what I yeah. mean? So Are you it's, doing a the lot, same? it's a lot more beneficial to uh, the new people signing up. It's a lot more beneficial to people who've already signed up, and it works out uh, great for us. So. <laughs> Are you guys doing this with board game Vento as well? Yes, yes. It hasn't okay. been applied to the site yet. Um, we're working on new versions of both sites right now. Uh-huh. So we just haven't done any big upgrades to the board game Bento site. Comic Bento is always sort of where we, we will try the new things first and then take it over to board game Bento because board game Bento is is the same as, as Comic Bento in that it's a curated audience, but since it's a much more expensive book, it's a much smaller audience. Um, right. And so it's it's a much more sort of looking at it sort of like the uh, it's the boutique shop versus the the mall store you know that kind of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's 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 we like to test out on the big audience and then take it to the, the little one. I guess some people will probably think you'd better do it the other way around, but we we like to tread dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with the cheap plug real quick. Go to WeBeGeeks.net. On the right hand side, find the Comic Bento uh, logo. Click on it. It's our referral code to Comic Bento. So you can get your first box 15% off. So it's that easy. Just that easy. Code's right there. All you got to do is just click. It'll take you right to where you need to go. And you've got until uh, the 15th of the month to get signed up for the uh, the current theme, too. Now, I've gotten two boxes from you guys, and I have been happy with both. Um, I think the, the the first one I got, uh, y'all sent out to affiliates originally. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different. And, and that was a great box. Uh, loved it. Um, and of course, you know, the Valiant box, I'm looking back going, I want to get some of these ones that I've missed. Cause I either think about it and I'm, I'm past the deadline. I'm like, well, next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I'm going to have to go back in the shop and go, uh, I want that one. And I want that one. Um, and every now and again, we do sales in the shop too. So keep, keep your eye out for that. What's in the future for comic Bento and board game Bento? <sighs> what's in the future? Um, well, a lot and yet more of the same, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, in that we want to keep putting out, uh, a quality box that people enjoy and that um, uh, stands above the standard of you know the average sort of subscription box because even though we're only a couple years old when we started there weren't a lot of these boxes around um, but now everyone's got a box you know you want <laughs> yeah. you want yeah. underwear shipped to your house daily you can get it in a subscription box like mm-hmm. everyone has a box and unfortunately that's leading to a lot of people a lot of subpar boxes. And so people kind of think, oh, well, subscription box is probably just junk. Uh, I've, you know, I've had experience with the subpars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's like everything that we can do to show people and, and sort of reassure people, no, 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 ours is good, I promise, you know, um, we want to do. So we want to keep doing uh, bigger and better boxes um, while at the same time changing and adapting what we do and how we do it to better serve the customer. Um, be it figuring out a way to get shipping times down or, you know, adding a different uh, uh, system for customer service that allows us to answer faster uh, or even just, you know, maybe we've talked about all kinds of different things that we can do to, uh, quote unquote, level up the box itself. You know, whether it, we start adding different things to boxes, add sort of a collectability factor to them. We're kind of doing that a little, testing the waters that a little bit this month. Um, like I say, the theme is Animal Planets. So what we've done is we've commissioned an artist that we really love named Ali Thome, who has done three uh, Pokemon prints, three yeah. custom Pokemon prints. And one will be put into each comic bento. So you will get one of the three. Com, awesome. uh, Pokemon prints. So there's a little bit of a collectability factor to that. We're hoping that people will, you know, post on Twitter, I got Charmander and I got uh, Bulbasaur and, you know, this kind of thing and, and start talking that way because really the number one goal of, of the boxes, board game and comic bento, is to foster that community, right? And foster it not just with Hey, did you read Spider-Man last week? Or <laughs> I thought Batman sucked, you know, or, or something like that. But foster it with stuff that is, is really rooted in positivity because I want every book in a comic bento to be a pleasant surprise, mm-hmm. you know? Even if it's a book that – or a character or something that you know, it may not be a story you know or, or something like that. And so I want it to be something that you can look at and not say immediately, oh, I don't like that, or oh, I love that. You know, like you, I want it to be something that you look at and go, wow, that's intriguing. That's interesting. I want so, to read that. So coming in the future, all new dupe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if I could fit that ecstatic omnibus into the box, <laughs> I totally would, but that would be about $80 in shipping, I think. Well, the... the um, <laughs> What are? Oh, go ahead, Mike. I was going to say um, my other show. One of my other shows that I do is called Mighty Marvel Geeks, and we do picks of the week each month, um, and a Marvel Unlimited or each week, and we do a Marvel Unlimited pick, pick each week as well. And when Dupe was, had his had his mini series, mm-hmm. I was picking it every month, and I had people going, <laughs> "Are you serious?" Oh yeah, I, it was a great book. It was a great series. And it's pretty good that it can be that good with a, a character that just speaks in gibberish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when they put out the uh, Chewbacca series earlier this year. And oh, I was yeah. like, I, I read about it. And I was kind of like, they don't chew. He doesn't talk, right? <laughs> and so it was kind of kind of interesting to see how they worked around that problem. And, and they did a similar thing with Dupe, where it's like, you know, yep. the reactions of people around him and that kind of thing made that book what it was. I read it too. It was great. I love yeah, that series. So what what are um how can I word this? What are the what do you use for qualifications for books to consider putting into the box? Um well it's it's a book that I it's a book or series that I have to be familiar with at the very least in that like I've read some of it or mm-hmm. or know something. Um most of this stuff I have read personally. Um I'll ask for 
uh, PDFs or, or even a physical copy during the pitch phase or whatever. Right. And um, it's something that I have read and done quality control on. And sometimes I get books that I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just not up to the standards. Um, other times I'll get books and I'll be like, I'm really surprised, but this book is totally up to the standards. So, you know, and some of them are weird and quirky because my tastes tend to be a little out there sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's why we get along so well. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, and and in terms of that, it just it has to be something that I think is good. It has to be something that's first and foremost. Um, it has to be something that's accessible to someone who may or may not have ever heard of it before. You know, we don't want to give people volume five of a ten volume series or anything right. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least if we do do that, we want to make sure that it's extremely easy to jump into. You know, right. uh, I used to tell people when I ran a comic store, because that's sort of where all this has its roots. Um, when I ran a comic store, you know, if you like, you know who Bruce Wayne is, you know who Peter Parker is, you're set to read pretty much any Spider-Man or Batman story you want. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, the origin, you know who they are. So just read and you're fine. It doesn't matter what numbers on the spine read and you're fine. Right. Some books can't do that with, you know, if I was throwing volume four of why the last man or something, people are like, I don't, what is this? <laughs> you know? So we want to make sure that it's accessible, meaning that it's usually a first volume or a standalone volume or something that's super easy to jump into. Um, in the case of Harbinger, we put a, the second volume into that Valiant box because the second volume is actually easier to jump into than the first volume. Yes. Um, so that's the second criteria. And the third is that it has to be uh, monetarily worth it. Um, we promise at least $50 worth of books in every box. So if the MSRP total in the box doesn't add up to that, then sorry. you know, We've had situations where publishers have offered us great books, and I've been like, no, that's a $7.99 title. Mm. You know, people can already get that at a very reasonable price. Right. There's no real point in including it in our box because we want to give people good value as well as good entertainment. You know, it's 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 a it's a balancing act a little bit, but it, I think it makes for a better rounded box all the way through. Um, and so, based on those three things, the fitting of the theme, accessibility, and whether or not it's good and worth it, uh, is pretty much how the books get chosen. And and like I say, what blows me away sometimes is what the publishers themselves will suggest or throw out there. And, um, you know, it's, it's great working with them to make the box cool because, you know, at first there were some that were kind of hesitant. They're like, eh, I don't know if we want to be in on this. But now they sort of see the, the value in it for their titles and things like that, too. Uh, so it's, it's cool to give sort of um, – it's cool to work with someone like, like a Marvel or a, a Dark Horse or an Image that I've, you know, admired and read their books for years. And suddenly they're like, oh, I see you have value to me, too, beyond just giving me two ninety nine every week. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool that you've reached that point. So yeah, it's great. I mean, we've reached the point where publishers are even saying, we will do a print run of a book to get it in your box. Mm. And that's that's great because that opens up so many doors. Because up until that point, it'd be like, I really want to put this book in, but you only have X thousand copies and I need Y thousand. So I can't do it. Now, what publishers are you guys working with? Because I don't think we've covered Uh, that yet. You name it, We've, we'll work with anyone. <laughs> we are that slutty. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We like honestly the the publishers that are out there, we've done great work with. We've literally worked with everyone from Aspen to Xenoscope is the best way to put it, I guess. Um, including self published stuff, um, including actually a book that is going to be in this month's bento that we have actually published. 
Oh. Uh, we uh, like this book so much that uh, we actually licensed it and did a print run ourselves. Nice. Uh, so that's that's been kind of cool. And, um, you know, there's just so much room to, to grow with stuff like that. That, uh, uh, yeah, working with anyone and everyone. I mean, I get emails from, from tiny independent people right up to, like I say, the Marvels and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room, too. DC has been... Um, not really well represented in the boxes so far. Um, we've had a few DC titles, but not nearly the amount that we've had of, say, Marvel or, or uh, uh, Valiant or Dark Horse or anything like that. Um, and that's simply just because DC works in a much more uh, corporate-driven environment than most of the, the publishers. So it is slower to work with DC. With DC, you simply have to be thinking like two years ahead to be part of it because they also have i mean dc virtually invented the trade paperback you know it was their backlist program that created the graphic novels that we see today you know all over shelves and things like that so for them to sort of let go of a lot of that stuff you you have to be really into the process and working with them right from the get-go so um, the other part of it too is they have court restructuring about every three days so <laughs> sometimes you'll be talking to one guy and the next day he's doing something completely different and has to have to this guy and that kind of thing so um, but we are working with DC to get them into the box as soon as possible it's just it's a slow process and um, you know hopefully we'll see some results on it soon awesome but yeah anyone you got a, you got a comic you want me to put it in the box I'll, I'll look at it <laughs> Well, I would have said Birthright and Copperhead, but you already mentioned them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How about Saga? I love Saga. Saga. Saga's, Saga's another one. Yeah. See, Saga is a great example of a book that toes a line for us because I would love to put Saga in it because it's an amazing book. I love it. I have every issue of it. I, you know, I've been reading it from the beginning. I bought the giant oversized hardcover when it came out because mm-hmm. I love that yeah. book. Would love to throw Volume 1 in there, but Saga is also a book that is so popular yeah. that that one would be a real risk of a lot of our subscribers already having it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same with, like, certain Batman titles or Spider-Man stuff, Avengers stuff, things like that. And it's like there's these sort of big tentpole books that I'd love to put into a bento because I love those books, but I love them and I'm not the only one. They're super popular. Mm-hmm. So the risk of someone getting something they already have goes up exponentially when you start throwing in stuff like, like Saga or The Walking Dead or, or stuff like that. So that it's, it's, there's a bit of a line, but you know I'm able to include stuff like the, the mega bento for this month includes Saga number one. Oh, okay. Because it's a special thing. We can spotlight it and do that. So it's uh, – or Saga Volume 1, rather. It's not number one, Volume 1. Yeah. So it's like you did in there kind of subvertly, but yeah, yeah. So th- that sort of thought process comes to mind too when you're picking books and things like that. Yeah. Have you thought of doing like a, a kid's size – not size, but kid's bento, like maybe in the future? Absolutely. We actually had one when we first started. Um, we had a kid's bento, and within six months, we kind of ran out of books for it. That's the problem. <laughs> so uh, we just need to – we had to, to sort of stop it and take a step back and be like, okay, let's just get regular bento onto its own two feet where we're not – uh, where it's sort of its own thing, it's self-sustaining, and we can then focus on adding this secondary bento. And it's been something I've been working on for most of the summer, actually. 
Uh, I'm thinking it might be a bi-monthly box mm-hmm. as opposed to a monthly box. Uh-huh. And um, instead of including um, graphic novels per se, that may be somewhere that we look at it and say, okay, we'll, we'll get four or five comic issues and maybe like a coloring book or a young adult novel or something like that. And we'll, we'll package it that way as a kid's bento. So there's, there's some options. There's some ideas. Um, it's just a matter of getting the uh, uh, infrastructure down so that we can start cranking it out kind of thing. And uh, now that the majority of our convention season for the summer is over, um, I can get down to brass tacks on a lot of that stuff. So there'll be some cool stuff coming out this fall for sure. Cool. Nice. What, what would you say is the most difficult part about doing the boxes? Um, <laughs> the impossible task of pleasing everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the hardest part because uh, you know, like I say, sometimes boxes and books that I think will just absolutely kill—they're the ones you get the nastiest messages about. And you know, sometimes it's—I uh, <laughs> love going to conventions because the people you meet at conventions are largely positive. Because you're standing right in front of them, yeah. And they're like, "Oh, I love the box." You know, even if they don't subscribe anymore, or they only tried it once or whatever, they'll they'll tell you things, and you're like, "Okay, I feel like things are good." But when you're just dealing with it based on internet, uh, yeah, you tend to the unfortunately, you know, the rises, but on the internet, the uh, the crap rises too. And so, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can feel like. Oh man, I can't get to do anything right this week, or you know, like oh, this box was just horrible. But then you find out, and you stop and remember. Okay, well, even though these three people were really nasty about that box, X thousands of people liked it. Yeah. They just didn't say anything. So, <laughs> so it's hard to judge. You know, so you just kind of have to go with that and hope that it. But you know, that's that's the hardest part. That and just coordinating everything. You know, making sure all the shipments are in properly to the shipping departments, so that they can then do the boxing and make sure that the uh, you know the pallets get stacked and the, the all it just the, the boring you know businessy type stuff of spreadsheets and managerial blah 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 blah. That's the hardest part for me. Is, you know, to be <laughs> all honest, the mundane. I, you know, I just want to do what we're doing right now. I just want to talk about comics and get people reading comics and send them cool stuff and and do all that. But you know, there's another side to it that has to get done to make sure that happens. So that's the toughest part for me, anyway. So. <laughs> you know what would be kind of neat, and I'm sure this is like totally off the wall would be very hard but if like in one of your months that you do if you did some sort of scavenger hunt type thing just like something little that you put in where they had to go find something that's like comic book related or something mm-hmm. i don't know it just be it would just be something different like like we have a tune here out of pittsburgh so like maybe something in there i mean you, it, it would be very hard because you would have to know where everybody lived but um, <laughs> well the good news I don't is- know, <laughs> I have all of your addresses. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like, just something like, I don't know. I was just, I had that idea because Alex Hirsch, who did Gravity Falls, did like this crazy scavenger hunt thing. Like, and everybody just like did it. <laughs> it was just like, it was kind of neat. But Sounds cool. And like, absolutely. I would love to do stuff like that. And we're kind of, we're always kind of thinking about different ways that we can engage the audience um, and the subscribers. We used to have a really great uh, interactivity on Facebook. And then Facebook went and, like they're apt to do, they changed the way that things are displayed in people's feeds. Yes. So suddenly there was like all these criteria for people to be able to see our posts and comment on them and and different things like that. So, you know, learning to work within social media and and stuff like that is is an ever-evolving game. 
and the more engagement we can get with with the the subscribers, the better we know what's working and what isn't. So it's you know it's it's to our benefit to do stuff like that for people. And you know I have tons of things that I would love to give away and prizes and stuff like that. And you know it, th- things have been thrown around from the idea of doing you know like a, a live podcast like we're doing now or doing even like a Twitch stream or something like that because Twitch has recently added talk show channels and stuff like that where you can just go on and talk about whatever you want uh, and doing all kinds of stuff. The 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 biggest innovation to, to sort of reaching out to people via social media that's happened in the last little while is actually Facebook Live. And every now and again, usually three or four times a week, I'll pop onto Facebook Live, even if it's just for a minute or for an hour, and I do a Q&A or you know, announce a new feature or, or do something like that, just because that post tends to generate a bigger audience based on, on the way that Facebook works than just kind of throwing something out there and being like, hey, guys, what do you think of this? You know, so it's – which was a weird thing to have to kind of adapt to. So there's, there's all kinds of different things that we're looking at to try and engage the audience and, you know, a scavenger hunt or putting something in the box like a puzzle you have to solve would be, would be super cool, especially for the board game box because, you, know, yeah. you know, there was oh, even yeah. talk at one point of making the box itself a game, you know, printing something on the inside of the box kind of thing, but – Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be, be cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, so we're we're not thinking about that maybe for the next round of, of box buying that we do or design or something like that. Um, so there's there's always ideas. We are idea people. Fuck <laughs> marks. Are not physically or psychologically possible, but they are ideas, and uh, you know we implement the ones that we we hope will work the best. So bookmarks. Bookmarks was something that we did at the beginning, absolutely. But uh, uh, people at the beginning, they they were throwing them away. They didn't really like them. They weren't really interested. Uh, But now it's one of the things that we hear. It's it's very interesting. We did – recently did a bit of a survey of some uh, previous uh, uh, subscribers and asked them, you know, like, if we were to put something in the box that wasn't a book, what would you like to see? And almost – 60%, Sixty percent, I believe it was, said that they wanted nothing. They wow! Just wanted, just wanted really? books. Huh. So I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, people! I, I can work with that." <laughs> bonus to those people. So, so you know, and then there were some other great suggestions too. That were like, "That could work. That could work. That could work." Because you know, one of the cool things about board game bento is the custom accessory, right? And it could be something as simple as a mm-hmm. little dice bag. And like I say, we did a, the chalkboard thing or something like that. And it's what we put into a board game or a comic bento box that's sort of the equivalent to that because reading doesn't have a whole lot of accessories. Um, so the other aspect of it too is you mentioned the weight of the board game bento box. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with a comic bento box where it's like the weight of it affects the shipping. So yeah. what can we put into the box that won't cause us to have to raise shipping prices? Because we don't want to have to pass that on to everyone else. Because trust me, no one is making money on shipping. Except... Yeah, I believe that. Well, one thing, maybe, possibly, if you could do, like, a cool comic book, uh, comic booky book plate, too. Mm -hmm. Like, that might be neat. Like, something they would just put in just a normal book in the front. I don't know. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. We've had a couple of books come through with uh, um, exclusive covers and things like that. Uh, yeah, that's you know, a book plate has never, uh, never up. That's a great idea. I'm stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I had that idea. Good for me. <laughs> As heard, Arby geeks. 
I always have <laughs> weird ideas, and usually none of them make sense. But I just, I always just throw them we out can there. Attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, okay. You're thinking outside the box, and that's where the real, <laughs> that's where the real excitement begins, right? Oh, uh, we're we're, bento box. we're, exactly. we're all, yeah. we're always a show of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's great i like that and i like uh i like that i mean i love podcasts in general but i love the idea that podcasts can give a, those ideas a place to live you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well we we try <laughs> um i think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week oh man it, it flew by yeah it did it- <laughs> um, <Have> fun. <laughs> and I forgot at the beginning of the show, so I'm going to put it right here at the end. Uh, we've been running the contest, uh, free pair of headphones, like what we're wearing now in the show, or at least those of us who are part of this show. I don't know what Jeff's wearing. Um, and a free USB microphone. Uh, it was total value of about $200. Um, yeah. The winner, is, uh, of course, this is from our sponsor, CAD Audio. Um, our winner for the Weeby Geeks contest is Jerry Skids. And I will be in contact with you soon on how we can Excellent. get the prize to you. Man, good for Jerry. So, um, a nice <laughs> I mean, pair of... I enjoyed this and all, but no one gave me a microphone or headset. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. So, uh, where, where again, can people find Comic Bento uh, and Board Game Bento? Uh, real simple, ComicBento.com and BoardGameBento.com. Uh, at Comic Bento, our current theme is Animal Planets. Uh, so there's a little preview there of what you, what the, you know, a little tease kind of thing. Uh, and you've got until the 15th to sign up to get that box. Um, and then over at Board Game Bento, the current theme is for science. Uh, so it's all science themed games and, and stuff like that. And our partner this month is Cryptozoic as well. So there's going to be a Cryptozoic, uh, game in the box. I will not tell you which one. But it's it's a cool one, uh, and then of course there's the mega bentos for both. And um, on the social medias, if you look for comic bento or board game bento on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere, you will find us. So awesome! Uh, any final thoughts from you, from Derek or Jules? Uh, yeah, I am going to sign up for the uh, comic bento box as soon as we're done recording. Thank you, man. And you could do that through the. You could do that through the <laughs> WeBeGeeks.net. Indeed. So it's all right there. Nice handy package. Everyone should do that. So Derek's Derek's going to sign up and get fifteen percent off man, his first box. I love it. And then you have to be on unboxing video <laughs> and go on Instagram and Snapchat and all of those social medias. <laughs> None of which I'm signed up for. <laughs> I know. I what tried to get Snapchat. Snapchat. Are you guys? Is Comic Bento on Snapchat? Snapchat's really fun. Um, I've been trying to figure out Snapchat for about two months now. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> it out. I'm, I'm somewhat old, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm still working that's on my uh, problem. <laughs> Still working on exactly how Snapchat works for businesses because uh, I see some people using it, some businesses using it, and it's great. Um, so I'm, I'm working on that, but uh, we definitely have the Instagram and the Twitter and the Facebook thing uh, rolling at all times. So, uh, so, so we're at least most of the way there. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff, for coming on. 
Um, oh, thank you guys for having me. Congrats to Jerry Skids for winning the, the CAD audio prize pack of the Zoe USB microphone and MH510 headphones. Until next week. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.